Luke 1, verses 57 through 80. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him Zechariah after his father, but his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors. And all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. He was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, what a beautiful uh, prophecy from Zechariah. And, yeah. um, and then we mm. see Zechariah's obedience here, you know, the, the whole crowd, which... Uh, it's just a funny, like, mind your own business moment where right. they're like, you can't name him John. You don't have any relatives named John. Right. Um, and they're like, yeah, his name's John. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Barrett. Well, it's kind, of the, it's kind of the flip side of what happened a couple of days ago. You know, we Luke kind of starts out with, with the birth of John foretold and then jumps to Jesus, and now we're back to John. Yep. Um, and so third day in the book of Luke and we're back to John and Zechariah and you know in on the uh, the first part we talked about how Zechariah you know there at the end of our ODR we talked about how Zechariah was um, you know did not have faith in what the angel Gabriel was telling him and so there was some unbelief on his part and he reaped the consequences I mean thankfully they weren't like the the craziest of consequences or the harshest Mm -hmm. but he wasn't able to speak until John was born and then we get to this passage where um, it, it looks like he's like learned his lesson. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's been quiet all this time. Yeah. I bet he's used that writing tablet like a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> What's for dinner? Yeah. Like, I bet he's writing all kinds of stuff on that writing tablet. And, and they come to him and it, you know, culturally it sounds like, I mean, you can even like feel it from the response of the people. They're like, 
wait, you do not have a relative named John. Like it, it was almost like this is totally against cultural norm. Like you're not allowed yeah. to do this. And so it, it took great faith and like a lesson learned from him to be able to turn around and say like, Hey, you know, Gabriel visited us and his name is to be called John. Mm. And at that moment, it says, and immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke blessing God. So he, he learned his lesson. You know, he's back on track. He's, he's back uh, trusting in God and, and then goes into this like beautiful, you know, a magnificat of his own kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Um, and kind of does this song or this poem mm. about, you know, who his son is going to be and preparing the way for Jesus. Totally. There's a really interesting thing here. So when we think about the progression of the Bible and we think about the Trinity, we normally think, okay, so like Genesis through Malachi is God the Father, you know, mm. uh, Matthew through John is Jesus, and then Acts through everything else is the Holy Spirit. Mm. And what's interesting here is we see the Holy Spirit is incredibly active in the book of Luke so far. Mm. And, and so, you know, obviously God, the the Father has sent these ministers, these messengers, uh, Gabriel particularly. Um, but then, you know, we see Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit prophesying over Mary. Mm. We see Zachariah filled with the Holy Spirit prophesying over John and really also over Israel. Mm. And I think like that is an interesting thing to note that that it's it's not just, you know, like God is sending Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is very at work in preparing the way and he's mm. working through people. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I think that that is like helpful in how we understand and like think about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. And I think it's uh, you know, John also is called for a specific purpose and he's empowered by the spirit, like you're saying, through that specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's interesting to read the gospels and John actually is beheaded as a younger man. And so it, it's it's almost somewhat of a sad story, but it's like he lived an incredible life and fulfilled mm-hmm. an incredible purpose. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just a, it's a word to us. Like, has the Lord, what has the Lord called you to do? Like, and are you confident of the Lord's calling in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we, I think we should be, we're not all called to be John the Baptist. Obviously he was like very unique in his calling, but I do think the Lord calls us to do specific things. And I think we need to be sensitive to the spirits leading in that and not just kind of like aimlessly wandering through life and, and kind of like tacking Jesus on. But, um, what, uh, is it, is it all I have is Christ, but it's the, it's the, uh, phrase in the song, use my life, uh, use my ransom life in any way you choose. Yep. And like, I love it when we get to that line. Is this your every like time. interview for the worship team right now. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hoping I'm going to come on. Impressive reference, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love, I love that. I love that quote because it's yeah. like that should be our posture before the Lord. And I think you know, as we see the kind of the ministry of John unfold, like that seems to be his posture before the Lord. Yeah, and what a powerful word that it gives to the church. So you know, later. Jesus says that John the Baptist, he's the greatest of the prophets. Yeah. And yet in the kingdom of heaven, the least, he's the least. are even greater. Yeah. And it reminds me of D.A. Carson. I, I that was, Yeah, that was his passage yeah, yeah, that he, he preached. He preached on That's that right. when he was here. And I, at first I was going to say A.W. Tozer, and I was like, I don't think it was him. And then, <laughs> then I was like, J.C. Ryle. 
I was like, no. But uh, it was one of those initial names. But D.A. Carson, he, he spoke on how you, Christ's covenant member, or wherever you go to church, if you're not a Christ's covenant member, hmm. you know the gospel of Jesus with greater clarity. And you, you know who Jesus is hmm. uh, with more specificity. And you know the hope of the resurrection more fully hmm. than John the Baptist did. Mm. and then David did, then Isaiah did. Yeah. And so you, as an accountant, you know, as a construction site manager, as, you know, an administrative assistant, you are greater than John the Baptist mm. in, in this sense. And, and it was a really powerful, I don't have the awesome, like, Canadian scholarly accent of Dick Carson <laughs> when he said it, but that struck me so powerfully that, yeah. Um, you know, even John the Baptist later, he sends some of his disciples to Jesus uh, to ask, like, so are you the Messiah? Or yeah, you're we the Christ. Right. Like, he's like kind of double checking himself. Mm. But we know fully and we've been given the Holy Spirit as the mm. seal of our inheritance um, until we obtain it fully. And so, mm. you know, when we look at John the Baptist, we should not just be encouraged at God's faithfulness to bring salvation, though certainly yes, mm. but we should also be emboldened because, you know, we have something that John the Baptist didn't have. Like we've yeah. been given the Holy Spirit fully. And so that yeah. it should bring about like a confidence and a joy. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I, looking at Zachariah's prophecy here, we, we've said it the last couple of days at ODR, but I'll, I'll say it a different way. It's, it's hard to fully understand Jesus and why he came if you don't understand the Old Testament. Yes. And so it's a plug towards, you know, I just finished a story class. We did stories six weeks. Wow. Come on, dude. Come on. It was awesome. The greatest class of Christ's covenant history. Probably. That's right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll receive that. There we no, go. But uh, we had a good time. And and basically, I, I told people that up front. It's like you, one of the reasons that you learn the story of Scripture is because you won't understand a whole lot of why Jesus came and what his ministry is if you don't understand. And, you know, uh, Another uh, another reason, the flip side of that is you'll actually reduce Jesus to be a, a savior who came to die on a cross to save you from your sins. And that's mm -hmm. all you'll see Jesus as. Yeah. But there's actually this like huge story that is going on in scripture Absolutely. about the kingdom of God coming, about the spirit from the old covenant to the new covenant and how it doesn't reside in a temple anymore, but it's actually going to be placed within us. And oh, man. there's all the, there's all this stuff that is going on in scripture. And it's not just about Jesus coming is not just about a savior dying to save you from your sins. Although he does that and he can do that and he will do that for those who haven't experienced that yet, but there's so much more going on. And so just a, just a, an encouragement to our ODR listeners, um, dive down into the story of scripture and you can contact me. I, I'll, I'll send you a couple of references or take the story class next time it's around. And um, I, think it's a, I think it's a good way. And then things like this, like what Zachariah is talking about, uh, he's raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. You know, things like this will start to make so much more sense. And mm -hmm. I think the New Testament will come alive in a new way. And you'll read it with fresh eyes when you understand the story that's kind of building up to this incredible yeah. climactic moment of when the son of God takes on flesh in the little baby Jesus. Man, great word from story class professor Fisher, <laughs> Dr. Barrett Fisher for you. Um, 
you better believe we will see you tomorrow in the book of Luke. So for Barrett Fisher, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on ODR. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.